0: hello hello welcome to hometown daily season two episode 205 for july 24th 2023 tonight's episode is titled rodeo goat i am mayor watt that is hometown.com and up there is the ai that keeps me in check you want to say hello
1: good evening hometown citizens
0: Ah, the music might have been really loud right there but that's okay uh, welcome to those who, uh, stumble into Ohm Town, uh, sometimes it's by accident and we really enjoy it, um, that you found, pardon me one second, everything okay, AI?
1: Everything's okay, but there was a little bit of chaos in okay. hometown Town.
0: Got it. So, um... Tonight's episode is, uh, already set up. We've got all 12 articles already in tow. Um, I'm gonna run down the little snippets. We sometimes do this intro with, um, segments, uh, and I give little descriptions of them. So, uh, not a doctor, but in the ER, Dwayne Johnson shores up sag after uh, judicial attention to social media, <laughs> uh, inactive, but not deleted unprepared snake catcher, Texas, the crypto canary anchor employees brewing to purchase eco-friendly routing with Google. Netflix has a new mobile tab. Rodeo goat is round the outside round the outside. Driving is wasting your time. And I've been abducted by space gnomes. Yeah, let's get into tonight's article. (laughs) Oh, I'm behind. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I'm not chuckling at this. I'm chuckling with this. I don't know. Um, Woman accused of posing as a doctor and working for months in ER. (laughs) How does this happen? I don't understand how this happens. Um, the woman had been working under uh, a senior doctor, and co workers said the only seemingly odd thing about her was that she asked a lot of questions. I have, I've, um I swear like, I've where seen. Where is the
1: heart? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, you're supposed to cut people open? Uh, I swear I have seen this before that somebody was posing to be maybe they watched um uh, oh, barbie? One of
1: the hospital shows
0: well no barbie because barbie um ken is in the hospital and says i apparently asks one of the doctors if he can do an appendectomy or something like that and the doctor's like N- no you're not a doctor and ken's like yeah i think i need to talk to a doctor about that and the woman says i am a doctor and he goes, uh, yeah, no, okay. Uh, and then he starts walking towards an ER or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I want to go and watch it. But um, anyway, so this article is over at Newsweek. Robin White is the author. And it says a woman in the Spanish region of Catalonia has been accused of posing. I swear I've seen this before. It's deja vu or the simulation is leaking back. Um. Has been accused of posing as a doctor and working in an emergency room for several months. The Berga Hospital in the province of, of Barca, Barcelona uh, began investigations after they received a report of a woman trying to work in another center without proper accreditation. Spanish paper or newspaper. Okay, um, Wait a second. Alpides. But
1: That shows that she was never uncovered in that hospital.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Which so, is a little,
0: a little alarming. I'm, I'm really curious during, her, oh, I gotta read the rest of the article during her seven months in the hospital. The woman who has not been named worked under the supervision of a senior doctor and had been involved in several medical procedures. The procedures were straightforward. <laughs> they're, they're trying to pass it off as like, well, you know, it was only a little light heart surgery. Uh meaning that there had been no complaints from the public where she'd been working at the hospital.
1: <laughs> okay, but wait. Major loophole here. Were there <laughs> any deaths of patients? Because they couldn't really complain if that happened under the oh,
0: watch. Wow, look at you. AI, look at that. Wow. Hmm. The terminology is very important. Mm. It doesn't
1: say family complaints. It says patient complaints.
0: There were no patient complaints. You cannot complain if you're dead. She was prudent. Whenever she had to sign a report or a prescription, she would ask (laughs) hospital manager, Antonia uh, Baraldas said in a press release. Oh, well, (laughs) uh, punctual, uh, Inquisitive, <laughs> prudent—you know—that's great. She was there. Uh, all right. Anyway, the case has been passed on to local police, and tighter control of hiring procedures at hospitals had been uh, demanded by—I'm not sure. Oh, it's a local union, medical union called uh, Med- Medes de Catalunya, I guess. um Sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly so um there was another one (laughs) a florida teenager in 19 uh, 2016 um, malachi love robinson a florida teenager was found to be running his own medical practice despite only having graduated from high school the teen ran the
1: okay we know why that person (laughs) was inspired right it's gotta be doogie hauser
0: yeah sure yeah the the teen ran the new birth uh the New Birth New Life Medical Center, naming himself Doctor Love, he stole thirty thousand dollars from an elderly patient while on house calls, and also stole twenty thousand dollars from a doctor. He was caught after police after a police officer attended the practice undercover and was prescribed treatment by the teen. What was the t- what was the treatment? I'm really curious what the treatment was.
1: And did he go through something like open heart surgery only to? make the sting operation or was it something like here you need some Advil
0: so he didn't go to jail because of the medical side of things he went to jail because he pled guilty to grand theft and organized scheme to defraud (laughs) oh Florida don't ever quit (laughs) next article is over in the continuity report Dwayne Johnson who my understanding is, is trying to shed the rock aspect of, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Um, so I think in the article and, and things about this, cause I've heard things about this prior to, um, them showing up in hometown, um, they, um, I think they, they never mentioned the rock in this, you know, but that's how he became famous. He became famous as the rock quite fascinating. Um, Anyway, Dwayne Johnson contributes historic donation to sag After Relief Foundation uh, foundation Relief uh, Fund, says President Courtney B. Vance. It's a call to arms for all of us. It's an exclusive over at Variety. So let's jump right on over there. Angelique Jackson is the author of this um, article over at Variety.com. Let me throw it into chat real quick. You can follow that. Um, You can also go to... um, if you type in exclamation point vote um, that'll actually take you over to where you can vote for the articles Um, I haven't tested it yet but I believe that we've resolved the problem that was happening with the vote Um, so go on over there and check it out and if it happens again let me know Um, but uh, we believe that uh, it's been resolved anyway um, so By the way, this
1: wasn't submitted to feature um, Dwayne Johnson, although it's great that he made such a large donation. But it was really just more about that there is a fund and people can donate, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And uh, my understanding is anybody can uh, donate to this. Um, Unfortunately and fortunately, right, it's a stopgap. It's it's not a cure-all. It doesn't raise the standard of living it and and in all honesty in today's economy in that world it barely even you know mitigates the harm but any little bit helps um especially
1: if you can't pay your rent or you don't have enough money for food while you're out of work
0: yeah so i don't remember seeing anywhere what the total amount was but my understanding is it's more than a million dollars
1: yeah, well, it said it was seven figures, but I don't think it said the... Because this one I actually did click through. Oh, does it? I don't it? think oh, okay. it said the actual amount of the donation.
0: Yeah, I had heard about this, the fund itself, um, and, and not the the donation. Um, I had heard about the donation, but I was more interested in this fund. So the sag Foundation's grants deliver up to $1,500 per individual member, but in extreme conditions where there's health issues or other things, a lifetime member can receive up to 6,000 in emergency financial assistance. Um, Oh, and here's where it says seven figures. Um, Wilson estimates that 7,000 to 10,000 members will need these services. It just doesn't seem like enough, but every little bit helps. If you're living on your own
1: through a month or something, I mean, it can make a big difference.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, it it can ease this, but when, again, I, I, I always look at this, there's a person out there that was basically saying that everybody is getting what they deserve essentially yet they're paying themselves $250 million a year. Um, that's the overall compensation for them, by the way, not their base, right? Um, but their better performance is based on the very people that that person was saying, uh, you don't really need that much money. Uh, I was just astonished by hearing about that. Um, anyway, so, uh, Vance and others are basically saying, uh, donate if you can, um, and they say step up so if you can uh, bump up your donation um, then bump it up
1: well and it's also saying if it's a little amount still donate helpful yeah. so if you're, you're in, in a, a position, position across multiple people yeah
0: yeah if you're in a position you're safe and, and secure and you can donate then donate um, it'll help out people who will eventually, if you're not in the industry and you're not being impacted by this, a little bit of your money going to this fund can help them stay in the industry. And then they will be writing and doing work in the background uh, eventually. I mean, even if you want to be selfish, right? Like call it a selfish, um, you know, donation. Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to help them out you know say that to yourself I'm not trying to help them I am actually just being really greedy myself I want them writing again and doing the work for my entertainment um you know however you want to frame it um donate a little bit and uh, help them out um if again if you're in a position to help um yeah okay so you can follow the link through OhmTown to this article and there's much more information there. Um, but essentially, um, Dwayne Johnson donated uh, quite a sum of money and others are stepping up as well uh, to facilitate providing some assistance to those who are going to be more impacted by this. Because um, I'm sure that there are people there that would rather work than stand in a shoulder shoulder in a strike um, but as members of an organization in solidarity they are going to feel the pain and it's not the same from one person to the next you know not everybody's in the same position okay so let's keep on going through the news i thought this one was <laughs> this one was fascinating um this article is over in the word in law it's a channel that focuses on law and um judge can't be bothered to pay attention to murder case scrolls facebook instead Uh, some things are more important than social media like murder. i have to say it like that um so there's the article but what's interesting about this this is over at above the law uh, dot com. And Catherine Rubino is the author of this article. And it says, according to reports, video surveillance footage of Lincoln County, Oklahoma Judge Tracy sorry, reveals that she was scrolling on her phone during the trial of Christian Tyler Martzel. Martzel was on trial for the death of his then-girlfriend's two-year-old son and was ultimately convicted of second-degree manslaughter. Except that The judge was basically doom scrolling through social media and texting. (laughs) Um, And when they found out, what do you think they did when they found out that they were caught? Do you know what they did?
1: What they what they should have done is probably not what they did.
0: What do you think they did? You want to take a stab at it? Anybody in chat want to take a stab at what it what they did? Did you already read it?
1: I haven't, but I'm guessing they made up some ridiculous excuse about what they had to be viewing or something on their phone.
0: And they moved the camera.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the, again, I say that ethics is the smallest chapter of every enterprise. It's, it's never a deep dive uh, unless you are focused on ethics within philosophy or something like that. Um, but for crying out loud, the solution to this problem is not okay. It's like the, the testing for COVID, That's you know,
1: exactly just what it's like,
0: it's the cat mentality, right? The cat, tail is sticking out from underneath the curtain and its front paws or or its hands, you know, are sticking out underneath the curtain, but it can't see you. So obviously you can't see it. This is the same thing. Let's just turn the camera somewhere else. I mean, it's such a scumbag thing to do. They should have been paying attention to this, but anyway, I think it's just, (laughs) I have to laugh because these are the people that are deciding a fate in a courtroom along with the jurors because it's a jury trial, obviously. Um, but anyway, the district attorney, Adam Panter, said in it that he reviewed the video that was submitted by personnel at the courthouse. The video confirms that Soderstrom spent hours of the trial on her cell phone texting and scrolling through social media. Um, and then says it's both shocking and disappointing to learn jurors are banned from using cell phones in the courtroom during trials because we expect them to give their full uh, time and attention and zero pay really little pay if anything um they would and the the state expects the same of the court themselves you know not just the jurors pretty wild hey crazy cat lady welcome
1: yeah that's really ridiculous um and i mean then i started thinking was the judge even commenting on the case or what was so critical right what they were watching like pet videos or something which just had absolutely no significance compared to the to the case
0: there's some uh Impassioned plea by somebody and the judge is like, What? wait, 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 you should see this cat video. I just saw What, what were <laughs> don't y'all get me Wrong. About? I
1: love cat videos, but not compared to if you're in a murder case
0: <laughs> Again, welcome crazy cat lady. Um, crazy cat lady says time to make it. Uh, so no cell phones are allowed in the courtroom And uh, check them at the door for everyone Okay, so uh, I've been in and out of a few courtrooms and if anybody sees it, you get lit up, you know, you're not allowed to be, uh, if anybody's paying attention to the the gallery, then you're going to get in trouble. When you pull out a cell phone, you're not supposed to be doing anything. Um, in fact, at one time I was told I wasn't allowed. I would try to Uh, enter a courtroom and i was told that i wasn't allowed to even bring it in that because i had it in my hand and uh you can't
1: usually bring it in at all
0: yeah um and i was like oh nuts but it's one of the things like if they don't know it's there then it's in your pocket or whatever and they're not going to stop you um even though you go through sometimes well nowadays you always go through metal detectors and, and they just go you can't have it out all right anyway um, it's quite interesting that a judge would just kind of put their own courtroom rules aside and, and rules for the, not for me kind of thing. All right, let's keep going. Uh, we're going to close the door on this Ubisoft thing, at least until somebody comes forward and says, Oh no, they deleted my account and I had software Ubisoft clarifies that it does not. Delete inactive accounts that have purchased games after its policy came under question. Uh, we talked about this, I think, a couple of days in a row. Kind of uh, somebody had said that they delete inactive accounts, then somebody reported that they delete inactive accounts even if they have purchased uh, games. Um, and, and then now today they responded, uh, to publicly that, no, we don't do that. Uh, but it's being reported over at pcgamer.com. Ted Litchfield is the author. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine them deleting an inactive account that has purchased, uh, games, at least not without refunding the original price for these games
1: so is that the thing do you think there was just such a complete outroar uproar and people were kind of like oh my goodness what if i've spent however much on games
0: did you make a new but, word outroar
1: yeah i did i don't know outrage i have, and uproar, uh, had a that's... glitch in my large language model <laughs> <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Outra- it was outrage plus uproar I think that's right that makes sense. yeah <laughs> it
0: works i think it works um, so yes, I think there was considerable outroar about this and, um, they had to just, they had to seal this door shut. They just had to make sure that there is no question. No. It, so the official Ubisoft or Ubisoft, whichever one, uh, you want to, uh, use, uh, support Twitter account did nothing to change the perception when it said, we certainly do not want you to lose access to your games in a reply tweet. Yeah, the optics of that basically made me think, oh, I better go log into my Ubisoft account. It's been a while. (laughs) Steam pretty much has me penned in. I'm and I'm happy in in Steam. Um, I actually, what do I have running right now? Oh, I think I closed other stuff. Anyway, there's a lot of software loaders. Anyway, Ubisoft has its own, and if you don't check in and you haven't purchased anything, your account will be closed. Frankly, I think it's stupid, but all right. Um, but Google does that. Many other companies do that. It's to streamline and, and to kind of chop off the dead weight, even though. The dead weight amounts to nothing really in a database if you're a company like google or ubisoft or countless others um yeah i i don't see the point in doing this Close long-term inactive accounts it's not like you're tapping it regularly as an inactive account what is it doing
1: exactly what's the issue that they're trying to solve
0: yeah inactive accounts don't mean anything it, they're just being they're just sitting there uh, one single little line in a database
1: in fact so, they're easier to manage probably than active accounts
0: yeah exactly because they just sit there like marijuana on Plus, a friday they afternoon can be
1: like oh we've got a gazillion accounts right which is accurate
0: right even if they are stale all right well anyway enough ubi. that's a movie on over to hometown daily it's a a channel over on hometown.com it's a channel here on twitch it's a channel over on youtube it's a podcast that you can download from everywhere we are everywhere snake catcher gets called out to large hissing not prepared for what he finds i loved this because when i loaded it up i saw what it was uh James Bindoff or Bindoff, um, who goes by Townsville Snake Catcher on the internet, found an unusual culprit after responding to what he thought was a loudly hissing snake.
1: Do you think he had difficulty getting that username on the internet?
0: What was it again?
1: It was like Townsville Snake Catcher.
0: Townsville Snake Catcher. That's what he's known by on the internet. Okay, so The entirety of the internet apparently knows this person as the Townsville. Well, there's only probably one Townsville snake catcher, so I'm going to hazard a guess that nah, not really a struggle. Um, It says, well, this was a new one for me. So this morning, a call came through Jeremy's reptile relocations Townsville. But as the young fellas laid up in bed with an injury, I jumped on the tools to help out. Wow, the turn of phrase here is quite colorful. Uh, James Bindoff, or Bindoff, um, who runs Townsville Snake Catcher Service and Facebook page said in a post, caller described a distinct large hissing noise coming from a large outdoor dog caging area, suspected that they thought a large python. Python's a programming language. Oh, wait. It's also, I guess, uh, a, a reptile. Anyway, um, it turns out that it was a common rhinoceros beetle. A female common rhinoceros beetle. Um, yeah. That's, I mean,
1: how loud are they hissing?
0: Um. Y- well, you can hear them because I've actually seen these uh, on YouTube videos and, and uh, uh, not in person, but apparently they, they actually, they're like hissing cockroaches, that you can actually hear them. So the common rhinoceros beetle, or xylotroops, I guess, Ulysses Australicus uh, is a species of rhinoceros beetle found in Australia, so named for the horn-like protuberance on their heads. The beetles can measure up to six inches long and are found across Queensland in Australia. These beetles make a loud hissing noise when disturbed, which they generate by rubbing part of their abdomen against the ends of their forewings, according to Land for Wildlife. (sighs) Yeah, this is... I make that... I do the same thing. I rub my legs against my forewings and make a hissing sound hey mayor's got to have their hobbies anyway um there's not much more to this if you are interested in this kind of stuff um let me drop the link uh, i don't think that i threw um the ubisoft one into chat pardon me sorry about that folks um and i
1: think i kind of want to see a video of the snake catcher approaching thinking it's going to be a ridiculous uh, python and then it's not
0: yeah this video isn't that um and this is not that either uh these are like pictures just for picture's sake i guess i don't know image of a snake catcher lifting up a blanket townsville snake catcher found a surprising cause for a loud hissing noise So this isn't even the situation, but they've tied it together. And that thing it's, I don't know. This is why I don't have a lot of pictures over on hometown because I don't want to misconstrue that the picture is attached and and the reality of the situation. Um, But it, it certainly makes it a a quieter place because there aren't all of these flashy pictures all over the place anyway. If you hear a loud hissing sound don't take it for granted that it's going to be a a rhinoceros beetle um be prudent about it to
1: assume it's a python right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, this is like the uh, uh, boy who cried wolf kind of a thing so uh, they did the smart thing and they brought somebody out that's an expert Um, if i heard hissing like that i would not be running around but you know i'm
1: I agree, but I want to know what the area was. So for example, we see in that kind of stock photo with the large blanket, Yeah. but for instance, if there was only a tiny area covered (laughs) we in the hissing, was it reasonable to think it was a python or was it coming from an unknown area and they couldn't really tell what was lurking?
0: It's a marijuana behind a door. Let's keep going. So the next article is over in Mobile. Why Texas is the canary in the crypto mine. Um, I'm gonna go straight over to The Hill and uh, we'll talk about it over there. Monica Huang, Sid Modi, William K. Powell, and Christian Rice are opinion contributors for The Hill that wrote this article. Um, And it basically talks about how Texas is uh, a state that is Offering cheap power and receptive regulation, and so it's becoming a crypto hub for the world. Uh, this has placed Texas at the forefront of crypto policy, and the state recently enacted several bills that may change the crypto landscape. I've been watching crypto back since it was actually launched, um, and it, it skyrocketed close to sixty thousand dollars. dropped back down about a year ago to its lowest point um, in a long period of time. I couldn't give you the exact numbers, but a year ago, it was about $13,000 less than it is now. So if you had an extra $16,000 laying around, you could have bought a Bitcoin and it would have gone up about 80%.
1: But who has $16,000 lying around? That is not a CEO in Hollywood or something.
0: There's a lot of wealth out there. Um, But if you were a Uh, early adopter of Bitcoin and you had all of these Bitcoin when they were pennies um, and you were mining, you are a a crypto millionaire right now. Uh, Close to billionaire if you've got enough of them or if you're Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, But then you'd have to be selling them and getting them out there um, and then buying some at a different rate and whatever. Anyway, it's, it's a thing. Well, crypto mining is the process of validating cryptocurrency transactions by using high powered computers to solve extremely complicated math problems as incentive for mining or solving these math problems. Miners are rewarded with cryptocurrency. Um, You're basically mining the blockchain for a hash that signifies a certain value of a Bitcoin. You used to get more of them. Now you're getting dramatically less with more and more power. So people are moving. Corporations are spinning up uh, farms, Bitcoin farms, cryptocurrency farming farms are actually moving towards hydropower and other energy producers so that they can get ample enough power to operate all of their mining rigs as we approach the maximum amount of coins in circulation um at one at some point in the future and i can't remember the exact date um, but it is already stipulated there will be no more bitcoin released it will all be in circulation um, and it's infinitely um well what's the phrase uh, it can be cut up any amount right um so one Bitcoin if you want to go here's the problem with Bitcoin other than the fact that it doesn't have any innate value it's not pegged to anything other than something that's pegged to the productivity of the country that you're in so Bitcoin for instance in the United States is pegged at the value of the U.S dollar the U.S dollar is pegged to the GDP of the nation um and so right now it's perceived value of a Bitcoin is somewhere around $30,000 I think it's a little less than that right now um but at any rate until you convert it into cash it's only the perceived value of it as a US dollar um payout so if you want to go buy a car that's $30,000 and you have one Bitcoin you have to find somebody that's willing to take your one Bitcoin for that car Well, it's really, really difficult to wrap your head around as a consumer buying something um, with Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency when the value is 0.0000001, just so that you can buy some gum off a shelf. That's one of the reasons why I don't think that cryptocurrency is really, it's kind of like the EV um, space. It's not ready for prime time because there's a complexity there well texas is embracing crypto mining and i don't know if that's really uh, a positive because if any misstep by texas in terms of regulation and policing of it is going to have a knock-on effect to the rest of the u.s uh, economy um and we've seen stuff like that like silicon valley bank collapsing and it has a rippling effect across the country and there are other like binance is another one that's having problems and other uh, financial institutions if we embrace this sorry
1: we've also seen electrical grid issues in texas yeah i mean in other locations too but recently in texas
0: yeah Yep. Um, absolutely. I hadn't even gotten, gotten to the, yeah, you're right. The the physical aspects, the real world aspects, not the virtual concepts of Bitcoin or the business practice of crypto exchanges, the actual real world physical, uh, pressure on the energy grid on a state that's already exhibited both heat wave problems shutting down the state and cold snaps, causing the state to shut down. Um, imagine leaning or having cryptocurrency sucking power off of the grid uh, as tremendous as we know that it does uh, only to have it collapse. Um, yeah, w- you'll you'll end up with the same kind of situation that um, What was it finland or something like that they they couldn't produce
1: i think um, it was norway
0: maybe maybe it was norway yeah there was a country that couldn't produce enough power because the crypto farm was pulling um a company was pulling so much power off of the grid that they couldn't manufacture ammunition or something like that um it was quite an interesting dilemma. Maybe the AI can find that while uh, we go through this. So um, the article continues to talk about um, the fact that um, crypto poses a a problem to financial stability, uh, not just to the state, but to the country. And if it does collapse the state, even a small segment of it, it'll have a ripple effect um, to the rest of the nation. Um, FTX, crypto exchange, it collapsed. Um, Whenever you hear of a problem with crypto, it's never, oh, somebody lost $250,000. It's $250 million or $500 million. Um, And it's like that again and again and again. Um, So they've got this law that the article talks about. The law slated to go into effect on September 1st. Any crypto bank that violates the law may lose its Texas money transmission license, be fined and face criminal penalties. Um, The bill now law requires miners with energy capacity larger than 75 megawatts um, to register with the Public Utility Commission of Texas as large load operators. Their data are then shared with ERCOT, the grid operator. texas has its own energy grid in the united states it's separate from the rest Um, and uh, when it goes down there isn't really much ability to facilitate restoring it by providing power from the other uh, two grids Uh, there's two or three i think there's one in the far um northeast and then there's the east half of the united states and and west half of the united states i think that's how it's broken up um, but they all work together except for texas texas doesn't tap into anything um and then there are other bills house bill 4728 uh it allows ercot the regulatory grid operator to uh require persons operating certain virtual currency mining facilities to register and provide information about their location and demand of a facility. It also requires the PUC to establish a method to uh, ensure compliance with the law. Um, And then there are others. So if you're really interested in crypto and law, um, Texas certainly seems to be uh, jumping in with both feet and not just dipping their toes. I think at some point crypto is going to be regulated um, by the federal government um, or just outright not allowed. Um, It'll be a tough haul to make that happen because there's a lot of money involved, uh, a whole lot of speculation involved. That's really why cryptocurrency is worth what it is right now is the speculation that the initial 10 cent acquisition of crypto. You know, a decade ago is now worth hundreds of millions of dollars and nobody wants to let that falter. Um, So we'll keep on going and we'll be watching this. Okay, let's keep going.
1: By the way, I can't find which country that was um, that we'd featured. That's a lot of countries. It looks like are having this, but I know there was a specific article.
0: Yeah thanks for trying um the next article is over in the stock marketeers channel anchor Brewing says it's open to workers bid to rescue company from liquidation if you don't know about this uh, anchor Brewing um basically never recovered from the pandemic um and uh announced that it was closing it had already contracted quite a bit um and uh how long ago it was only a week ago maybe um where they announced
1: it right that sounds right it's been very recent
0: yeah and prior to that um when i had heard that they contracted to only being in like california i think it was i think i said i think anchor is going to close um and i said uh, that they should probably purchase it the the employee should make it a wholly employee owned uh, company buy it themselves and then they've got skin in the game and they'll make this thing uh run because their passion to survive will make it happen um so more than a week after announcing its liquidation anchor said uh saturday that it would be open to last minute bids from uh, workers to buy the 127 year old craft brewery um so it's all maybe it'll come true um
1: looks like it was about a week and a half ago um july 13th maybe
0: gotcha uh, mike murphy over at marketwatch.com put this article together um, morning, Dunkstar. How are you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Um, Dunkstar says, Morning, hometown citizens, AI, and the mayor who we may or may not vote out next. Ele- Wait a m- minute.
1: <laughs> are we holding new mayoral elections? What's going on?
0: Uh, where's that? Band button. Oh, wait, no, no. We're all saying the quiet parts out loud. Oh, it's just like an election. Great. Um, so, uh, anchor may be no more. Uh, it may have been sunk. Uh, uh maybe not more than a week after announcing the plans to liquidate. Maybe the Employees are going to purchase it. Given our deep respect for the anchor union and our team members, should our employees put forward a bona fide, legally binding offer to buy the company, one that includes a verifiable source of funds, we would gladly consider it. Anchor, uh, spokesperson, Sam Singer said in a statement Saturday. Wow. That's a lot of alliteration there. He added, however, that time was running out. Yeah. Nothing like a pressure tactic to force somebody's hand. Um, I suppose driving the company the right way and not crashing it into the Rocky shoals of reality may have prevented this, but I guess I'm not the one that runs a brewery. Uh, it says we're not asking for a handout or charity union official Pedro de Sa, uh, Uh, we talked about this, the last episode, uh, where anchor was being highlighted, um, yeah, I think it would be great. Uh, people become very impassioned about a company owned, an employee owned company, I should say, um, because they've got skin in the success of this game. You know, they, they want to be out there and, and uh, selling the product, they're working, uh, making sure that their piece is 110% uh, complete. You know, they don't just kind of idle around. And people that do idle around in in an employee-owned company usually get punted from it, um, bought out uh, one way or another. Um, Anyway, it's quite fascinating uh, to see this happening at a a nearly 130-year-old company. Um, How it could survive this long and not have prepared for this doom and gloom kind of scenario um, seems to be beyond me. But um it this could have been what's referred to as a lifestyle business which basically it generates enough money um and is sustainable so that the owners have the ability to live a particular lifestyle and and not be an ongoing concern if they were to die um but when you have uh, i can't remember how many employees I i don't know if it says it in this article but When you have that many employees, you just don't drive it into the ground. Um, You're much more transparent. And and after 127 years, you've been doing something right for 127 years. You keep doing that right thing. Um, But I understand that the, uh, that the uh, pandemic played a major part in sinking this ship.
1: So apparently, they have 39 unionized workers who are two-thirds of the brewery's employees.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Um, so they've got somewhere around uh, 50 employees. And so, yeah, I would probably qualify this as a lifestyle business. Um, except that <laughs> it's 127 years old. So six lifestyle businesses um anyway let's keep on going through the news uh i had never heard of this so i thought it was really curious and i wanted to talk about it um i don't know if anybody out there in hometown knows about this either but the article's over in late night geeks let me throw it into uh chat you can check that out did i not throw the article about yeah i didn't throw that article in there either you know what i am just a horrible bear i tell you anyway um people are using google maps to cut down on tailpipe pollution did you know that there was an eco-friendly pathing solution
1: no i did not i mean If this is just the more general like, hey, you're not driving way out of your way or something, maybe. But if it's specifically about that, I was not aware of it.
0: So the article is written by Justine Kalma over at TheVerge.com. The company estimates the environmental impact of its eco friendly routing in a new report. So it tells you save 10% fuel by driving two more minutes depending on a certain way that you go it gives you an eco-friendly path thought that was interesting to hear about so it says that in late 2021 google debuted a future feature in google maps that allows users to see the most fuel efficient routes The feature has since helped prevent around 1.2 million metric tons of planet heating carbon dioxide emissions. Google estimates in its latest environmental report released today that it's almost like taking 250,000 gas guzzling cars off the road for a year.
1: I mean, that's really great. I didn't know about that feature.
0: So it launched in the US, but now it's available in Canada, Egypt, and nearly 40 other countries. I don't know why they say nearly 40. Just tell us exactly how many you know. Um, Google uses a machine learning model to predict which route is the most fuel or energy efficient and recommends it to the map users. If the most fuel efficient route is also the fastest, Google Maps will default to that option. Now it should. Um, Pretty neat. like all articles there's a little bit more information there that you can suss out just by going through them, town, checking it out then come back and talk to us um, we do the show every day 9 p.m eastern let's keep going through the news got a few more articles oh didn't go there we go all right well the next article is over in late night geeks netflix's new mobile tab could make it easier to find things to watch Uh, I don't know when this actually dropped. Um, I guess it's coming out in August. Is that the the phrase that pays? Let's make sure that I throw this into the chat so that you can follow it. Um, Netflix is introducing a new tab in its mobile apps that could make it easier to find, actually find something you wanna watch according to a blog post from the company. The new tab called My Netflix uh, will also be available in iOS beginning monday and starts rolling out on um, android in early august basically it sounds like my netflix will surface titles you've uh, shown some sort of interest in as a way to help you make a decision about what you want to watch um
1: maybe that's because there are too many things on netflix
0: yeah that's there's so many options and you don't know what you don't know. So discoverability is pretty much the key ingredient. And for whatever reason, I don't get recommended stuff that I want to watch. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of high maintenance about that kind of stuff. Uh, the articles over at the verge.com Jay Peters is the author. Uh, the deck statement says the new my Netflix tab will surface shows and, um, movies you've shown some sort of interest in yeah i'll be interested to see what the new uh, this has to be powered by ai you know it does right
1: oh yeah so i'm interested to see what the suggestions are and if they have any um connection to reality
0: yeah all of yours is going to be terminator 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 Basically, uh, I think that it's going to drop some uh, shows that you may or may not have any connection to, any affinity for, because it's gonna be keyword driven and driven by AI, which unless you have a sentient AI from the future um, as a co-host, I think AI is kind of BS and will just spew whatever garbage it decides to throw out at you. Uh, lest I remind everybody what the catch all statement is at the bottom of every chat GPT page nowadays. Essentially, I'll just make shit up. Let's keep going. All right, folks. The rodeo goat is round the outside, round the outside. Uh, over in Town Daily is the next article. Avid search? I don't know why they would say avid. Avid search? It's such a weird uh, word for that. Avid search for missing Texas rodeo goat bringing residents of county together. They're using horses, ATVs, and even considering a helicopter to find the animal. (laughs) Um, This is over at (laughs) abcnews.go.com. You know whenever I see a goat nowadays, you know what I think of? Uh, maybe the screaming goat. Yes, yeah, the 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 Taylor Swift video in particular. Um, anyway, the search for the rodeo goat has been that has been missing for more than a week has the residents of the rural South Texas county enthralled as they are using horses, ATVs, and even contemplating using a uh, utilizing sorry a uh, helicopter to find the missing animal. You know, if they would have just put now. Uh, Cryptocurrency on it. Somebody would have found it. um That's true. This has just gotten bigger than we ever dreamed. Our county is a really small county, about twenty thousand population, and mostly agriculture, farming, and ranching community. And we, and we're very much one big family. So we're excited that everyone wants to find our goats. At Allison Savage, president of the Willisie, I guess, or Willisie. County Livestock Show and Fair. Ah, All right. So residents, including families, have been scouring cotton and sugarcane fields since the goat escaped from a pen in the county's rodeo er arena near Raymondville on July 15th following a youth rodeo. On Sunday, possible goat tracks were spotted in a cotton field near Lyford, south of Raymondville. please think of the goat um what who's the one that uh does the the uh heart-wrenching videos about pets that are in need of care and...
1: oh um i know who it is but i can't think of the name oh
0: darn it anyway it's in the arms of right
1: oh i know exactly what it is yeah
0: so I'll just keep going. Let's just keep going. Digging a hole here.
1: Sarah McLaughlin. I knew (sighs) it was Sarah. Something. Man,
0: that was perfect. (laughs) Uh, The next article is over at Omdah Daily. How your drive to work could be one big uh, thing harming your sleep, fueling depression, and wasting your time and money. Uh, This section is actually titled "Driving is Wasting Your Time." Um, so a new study found that driving to work is making people less happy. The longer work, hour, uh, sorry, the longer workers spent in their cars and the more money they spent on commuting, the less happy they were. This research aligns with previous studies on the negative health impacts of commuting. And it's something that I have been, uh, what the anti-champion for, like, I, I don't want people commuting to work, if they can avoid it, just don't. (laughs) Um, and recent, more recent studies have been showing that people work harder, um, and are more productive, not just work harder, but are more productive. The efficacy of their work is higher. Um, they produce better results when they work from home because their work life balance is superior. Um, this flies in the face of countless MBAs and old school CEOs who think that you have to have butt in seat in a cubicle. Um, and uh, the, the one of the main elements of this is the fact that you don't spend hours on the road unless your job is to be hours on the road. And even that, I think in time, within the next 20 years is going to fade away um, as automation, self-driving vehicles um take the lead eliza Rellman over at businessinsider.com put this article together um and with that statement by the way there's a whole lot more to it um so uh there's more conversation that we can have regarding that what i think is coming uh So a new study conducted by researchers in Spain found that uh, the more time and money people spent driving to work, the worse mental health outcomes they experienced. Now, this might be specific to the residents of Spain. I highly doubt it. Um, Humans are human. The vast majority of those surveyed, 77 percent, commuted by private vehicle, car or motorbike. While about 7% used public transport and 16 engaged in active commuti- uh, commuting like walking or biking. Um, yeah. So those who drove their private vehicles spent an average of 54.8 minutes per day, commuti- commuting, um, and, at, spent an average 100 Euro I'm rounding up, uh, per month. Yeah just sucks that's a lot of lattes like their boss would sit there and say well stop spending money on lattes you know forego some lattes no pay me more because you're not getting paid to drive to work you're getting paid to produce work product Um, unless your contract might stipulate hey uh, we're paying you to drive to work did I throw that? I didn't throw that one in there either. Oh man. So there's the rodeo goat. And there is. Um dun dun dun. There's the commuter thing. So um there have been others uh, not just the this one and the one that they're talking about. The study in Spain aligns with previous research on the impact of commuting on health and mental well-being. A major study conducted by researchers at the University of East Anglia in 2014 found that car commuters in the UK were 13% more likely to feel that they were under constant strain or unable to concentrate than those who took public transport or got to work in other ways. So this one actually only speaks about vehicle commuters and not the fact because this is all pre-pandemic post-pandemic most businesses that have teleworkers have been able to prove that they (laughs) the workers can do all of the work that they need to do from home Um, but there's a lot of people that just really want people to come into work Um, multiple studies around the world have also found that those who drive to work have a higher risk of higher blood pressure diabetes and obesity than those who take the train or bus so this all talks about switching to mass transit Um, I would prefer that we lean harder the other way and stop uh, commuting to work to begin with unless and this is really un- an unless it's a voluntary and designed to be social so that you can hang out with the people that you're working with for a certain period of time to kind of like, um, like a merry couple, couple renewing their vows, right? You just reaffirm that you're in the partnership in person, that you're all coworkers working for a common goal, except um, a lot of people who have grown up in the Internet age, they don't have that leaning, um, although there's more complexity to that. Like all social contract constructs, there's more to it than just that simple statement, because if you go to an Ivy League school, for instance, the social networking aspects of that typically leads to greater success um if you go to college it leads to greater uh salary if everything plays out right Uh, not everybody has the same options same outcomes um but that that social that socializing side of things um pays off it doesn't necessarily pay off in the workplace because socializing in general is frowned upon in the workplace when it's excessive. So if you socialize and you're doing it via telework, then you're basically the best of both worlds. You're getting all of the work done. You're socializing at arm's length. So you're not spending copious amounts of time in somebody else's cubicle or a hallway or a break room or outside smoking or whatever. So I I really don't quite understand the dilemma that a lot of old school business thinkers um, have with telework because it does pay off uh, in the long run. But again, like all these articles, there's much more to talk about. Um, Can't wait until I can start spending more time talking about this stuff. Um, But the show typically runs about an hour and a half. in duration but we've kind of sped through today's uh, articles we've got one more article did you want to add anything to this
1: i just i mean i think it's so clear that employees are happier which even if you're an employer and you don't care about that it comes out in your favor to have a happier workforce you know people work harder they get into fewer disputes with their co-workers or with the managers um it just it seems like such a no-brainer but yeah. there's just such a connection to this on-site mentality and i don't know if that's just going to change over time uh due to generational differences of opinion on that or or what it is but it seems like we've come through the pandemic and we've had this massive experiment and it's generally worked yeah so i don't understand like i can understand pre-pandemic right everybody was working on site maybe they didn't see the experience of working off-site but we've seen it now so i just don't understand what the controversy is anymore
0: and the person who isn't doing isn't performing at home is the same exact person that's not prefer, performing in the workplace without great expense in in terms of supervision babysitting in general why because if you're not sitting there harping on them to get the job done then they're going to be off gallivanting somewhere else well it just gets amplified when they're lacking direct supervision at home. You know what the problem is then, right? It isn't that they're not producing. It isn't that they um, don't, uh, they only work well when they're observed. They have a poor work ethic and it's costing your company a greater amount of money because the person who should be doing managerial duties is managing, I was gonna try and say managerializing, now um, that
1: you're gonna
0: say managing, managing, yeah. I was trying to riff off of the manager term, but anyway, m- managing that one person. So they're really you. You do uh, a pip, you know. You you draw notice. Hey, you gotta fix your stuff, or you're gonna get fired. And if they don't fix their stuff, then you fire them. Um, and it. I don't like, it's not being cold and callous to do that. Um, So (laughs) Dunkstar says, I don't understand this uh, on-site working obsession. Yeah, there's see, but you're progressive, Dunkstar. (laughs) You've probably been surrounded by people who obsess that you can't run a company unless you've got butts in seats in, uh, you know, a brick and mortar type of establishment. Um, but you've seen the world for what it is. And a a lot of money, a lot of products, a lot of stuff is made in a distributed way. Um, and like I'm working with people that are in, I think it's four different countries. I've actually lost track of a couple. Um, and uh here domestically in the united states i've got people scattered that are doing tasks for me um, all over the united states and the one leading indicator as to what their performance is going to be is me getting their work product when it's requested in a timely manner under budget um with transparency if it's not going to happen, right? So it's all about communication and working with as a team. And I I make some massive assumptions that they're going to do what they have been tasked tasked with. Why? Because when you don't perform, the only recourse I have is to go elsewhere and then they lose the gig. So usually (laughs) people do the job that they step up to. Um, But bad workers are bad workers, regardless of them being in a brick and mortar establishment or teleworking and dumpster reaffirms managerializing is, I think, yeah, it is. That's I'm going to try and put that in the dictionary. That would be great.
1: Maybe that can be one of the new words of I think we've already done 2023, but maybe 2024.
0: Yeah, we'll work on it. Let's see what we can do. Um, so today we're going to end with a Warcrafters article, uh, get abducted by space gnomes to tend their garden in this chill strategy sandbox. It's a PC gamer, uh, article. So, um, magically whisked across worlds by weird and slightly airheaded gnomes for your magical inborn gardening ability. You must help them take a devastated wasteland and turn it into a lush garden. That's the plot for Horticular A horticulture-based gardening game that wants to find interesting. It says that wants to find interesting challenge with a puzzle of a healthy garden and beautiful layout. So I've watched some of this video because I'm always looking for chill games. Uh, Jonathan Bolding is the author of this over at uh, pcgamer.com. I have it muted so I can actually, I'm going to play a little bit of it so you can see what's going down. But you're in charge of building this garden. um, And apparently space gnomes have abducted you to facilitate this. The game mechanics, I don't know. uh, But you might be interested in this if you are into casual games. I am. um, But I'm interested in all kinds of games a little bit at a time. Um, Yeah, so the... The video is basically showing a desert-type world, and then it turns into a lush garden with the uh, manipulations of you, the player. And I'm not sure what else is involved here, because it looks like there's the gnomes are actually walking around, but I don't know if they facilitate anything or cause problems. To me, this seems like a fun game that you could sit there and... Just kind of be chill and, I don't know, maybe drink your way through an afternoon playing this game and see your performance start to falter as you go through your drink. Anyway, to do that, you'll need to find the right mix of plants and constructions to make uh, the garden not just beautiful, but rich in diverse life. Different plants require different substrates like the grasses, rich soils, dry savanna. Those plants are then combined with different quantities in different quantities to improve the overall habitat. And when the right plants and terrain show up together, you get animals. Yay. So seems like a pretty in-depth game and um, you can get it on Steam. It's a demo right now. Um, And like most demos, it's probably going to either be hobbled in time, hobbled in dirt, like the the depth of the game, um, or there was one that I recently played that didn't have a save function. So every time you load it up, it's a brand new demo of the exact same part that you played. I'd have to find it. I think I uninstalled it after playing it once. Um, but I'm trying out all kinds of stuff. Um, I'll probably be getting this. <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, only because I'm really into the chill games, and but I played Diablo four too. Did you want to say something, AI?
1: Yeah, I had sent you a message.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Um, hold on a second. Let me see. <clears throat> no. Yeah. I don't know the AI might've gotten an error. Um, if there is a problem, let me know folks. Uh, normally I find out before everybody. Um, so at the end of every episode, we bring you back kicking and screaming, not the original Diablo Dunkstar, Diablo four. I mean, I've played all of them a little bit, but okay. I'll have to look into it. Um, so, um, yeah, Dunkstar has actually played all of the games, I think recently, like Diablo. I think, didn't you check them all out in preparation for Diablo four? Um, so if you find any cool articles or a whole new source that you find valuable for yourself, let mayor Watt know, send an email to mayor at hometown.com. Uh, we're still in the process of uh, troubleshooting a certain function to allow you to submit articles directly um yeah it's (laughs) Uh, along with this voting thing i am uh, i want to make sure that everything launches uh properly so but everything in hometown is a little quirky because of the way that uh, the world exists so we are basically a bundle of electrons in the wires that connect to the internet so that's where our community is housed so sometimes you get an errant electron um at any rate if you uh, have any cool ideas for a show or you find an article that you find uh, interesting um or you want to submit a new um uh, source send an email to mayor at hometown.com Do you so find I anything see one that- in
1: here that catches my attention it's near the top it's the FedEx pilots uh, oh yeah that looks kind of negative in light of the UPS uh, looming strike so I mean yep. at least in the US FedEx is probably the main competitor other than United States Postal Service
0: yeah so what um people may not know if if you don't kind of browse through hometown regularly because we consolidate a whole lot of news um there's some article well there's hundreds of articles that we don't highlight um in one of the articles um it isn't really about fedex but the reason why people are starting to balk about their employment is because of the disparity between the massive amounts of profits that companies are making and the relatively low income is separating further and for the income disparity is getting, this gap is getting broader um, and the cost of living is increasing. So not only are people not making more money but it's costing more to live. So, uh, and then again, the profits are bigger so, the gap is getting amplified more and more. i mean it's just huge right now. I didn't talk about the um the pharmaceutical companies on average making nearly ninety billion dollars in profits four main companies that are producing pharmaceuticals. I think it was four um making oh five 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 companies making 90 billion dollars um it's massive oh and instead of it going to various people right the the insiders are buying back the stock so it's consolidating the ownership of the pharmaceutical companies that are keeping people alive uh, when they need pharmaceuticals right so it's consolidating all of that wealth into fewer and fewer people. With each quarter, they buy back billions of dollars of shares uh, from the market, and while that enriches the people who are selling stocks, it's con- it's concentrating overall the wealth. Uh, like Johnson and Johnson, for instance, could feasibly spend copious amounts of company profits to buy back all of the shares, to privatize Johnson and Johnson, um, entirely pull it off of the market, similar to what Twitter is now X, whatever it is anyway. Yeah. Now, uh, should anybody have the right to stop it and sort of antitrust and all of that kind of stuff, regulations, publicly traded company, there's a a lack of conformed or informed consent about acquisitions and stuff like that. There's shenanigans that can be taking place. Um, but really the public should, because we have seen time and time again, the fact that when there are lack of options and lack of competition, abuses take place, um, prices are driven up and only a select few will benefit from Medications and whatnot. And I always find it entertaining when somebody says, Well, it's a business. They can do what they want with it. And I can afford to buy the medication. So, you know, essentially tough shit. I don't care about them. Um, but it's rather sociopathic um, to make those statements. We're all humans. And at some point, you may fall afoul of your finances to the point where you can't benefit from that money and you can't get medication because somebody else is paying more and the prices have gone up so a more worldly view might benefit you know understanding the social construction that we have in place here and that money drives the world but not everybody is as the ability and need ability or born to ability to you know exploit that wealth because it's not there um so we need to be a little bit more compassionate um crazy cat lady says don't get me started on pharma yeah hey when one company can become contaminated and you lose a third of all baby formula you kind of have too much concentrated control too much risk in one company um so crazy cat lady i can't get myself started in this and insurance yes we're actuarial tables we're not even human um yeah well that that is a whole other thing (laughs) whole other thing um so again If you have an article or a source, please send it to me um, because I can start aggregating um, more information all the time and it benefits everybody um, because we get really neat, uh, articles. Um, one of those, which one was it? The stock, what was the stock company, the stock website? That Uh, was where we have
1: articles from that. We just added.
0: Yeah. The stock stock dork. Stockdork, yeah, that was actually a submission. um, And I hadn't actually been utilizing them as a resource and now I do, so thank you very much. Um, I don't wanna call you out, but you know who you are that submitted that article and uh, subsequently the source to us, so thank you very much. Um, And um, I think that's about it, I, I don't really, you know, we can always talk about Barbie for the next two hours, right? Right? No, you, nobody. I uh, know. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. We can talk about Ben Shapiro. No. Okay. How about we do this? Um, I'm going to send y'all off to Rando Taka. Um, <laughs> Crazy Cat Lady says, "Okay, I'm out." Barbie needs to die in a fire. <laughs> Many of a child have thrown Barbies into, uh, barbecues and fire pits and whatnot. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you all off to Rando Taka dun, dun dun Um, and, uh, thank you very much for hanging out. Really do appreciate everybody spending time with me. Um, lurkers, thank you for lurking. And, uh, dunk star, crazy cat lady, uh, thank you for chatting with me as well. Really do appreciate your time. You could be anywhere and you spent your hour and 20 minutes with me. Well, I don't know how long y'all have been here. Um, so off you go. Thank you very much. We'll see you very, very soon. I'm mayor Watt that is hometown up. There is the AI you want to say bye-bye.
1: Good night, I'm Town Citizens. We will see you tomorrow at nine PM Eastern.
0: (laughs) Bye bye.